0: Well, hello, I'm Lara Smith from Georgetown University, and I'm here with Sophia Farole of Portland State University. And we're here to talk about the ongoing conflict in Ethiopia um, and the various causes and consequences. Um, Sophia, I was hoping that you could give us a bit of an update. You wrote an excellent piece in the Washington Post uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and you outlined some of the initial triggers to the conflict that started um, uh, on November 4th, um, and also some of the tensions uh, behind it. But I wondered if you could give us uh, some of the updates and some of those triggers now.
1: Hi, Laura, thank you so much for asking. Um, As you had alluded to, my article is about the recent outbreak of conflict between the federal government of Ethiopia and troops uh, that are loyal to the government of the province of Tigray. And uh, for those who might be new to the issue, Tigray is in the northwest of Ethiopia. It's a very mountainous and rugged region. And the region is led by the Tigray People's Liberation Front, the TPLF. The Tigrayans have been a dominant political force in Ethiopia for the last 30 years. But ever since the Prime Minister, Abiy Ahmed, came to power in 2018, the Tigrayans uh, claim that they have been uh, marginalized uh, in the state. And Prime Minister Ahmed has implemented a lot of economic reforms. He's freed political prisoners. He made peace with Eritrea, which led to him earning the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, But the recent conflict that started on November 4th um, was uh, precipitated immediately by the federal government's allegation that the TPLF had um, attacked a military installation in Tigray. Um, and the central government blamed this attack on the Tigrayans and the Tigrayans denied it. And as I point out in my article, what makes this conflict potentially so volatile is that the Tigray region has a considerable amount of weaponry. And so since the fighting has broken out, it's very difficult for international observers to even verify a lot of the things that are happening. Um, it's difficult for journalists to access the region. Um, we are relying mainly on firsthand reports from refugees. And what I argue in my article is that I, uh, the, um, the nature of the Ethiopian state, which is based on ethnic federalism, um, really sort of um, has uh, has brought us to the point that we're at today. Um, over the years, there have been uh, sustained uh, a level of ethnic animosity and conflict uh, between um, many ethnic groups in Ethiopia, and especially the big three, the Tigray, the Amhara, and the Oromo. And the uh, the the conflict that we're witnessing today is just an extension of this. Um, and currently, um, the fighting uh, continues, although the government has uh, claimed that it now controls Mekele, the capital of uh, Tigray. Um, and I have a follow-up question uh, for you, uh, uh, Laura. Um, in uh, taking a step back, can you briefly describe the evolution of political governance in Ethiopia over the decades?
0: Mm. Well, it's a big question, um, so it'll be it'll be difficult to do. And in in a sense, you've already, I think, um, pointed to one of the biggest issues, which is uh, the ethnic federal arrangement, which has been in place since the constitution of 1995, but in many ways that uh, that really followed from even decades before that, um, the the guerrilla war that uh, was fought before that, which was also about uh, rights of self governance of the various ethnic communities in Ethiopia um, that predated that. So the evolution and the contestation of today are are really interlinked, um, but they they take us right up to the conflicts of today and the. Yeah. Uh, Other conflicts that are happening across the country, even as we speak. So, the main one certainly is in the north in the Tigray region. But I also want to point out that there are other conflicts happening across the country. Um, There are conflicts in the south in places like Konso and Gedio, out in the east in Afar and Somali region, and uh, important ones out west in Walaga and Benishangul Gamuz. Each of these are interlinked in important ways. Um, And then there also was the killing of the prominent Oromo singer and activist Hachalo Hundesa this summer. All of these are related in some way um, to this contestation over what it means to be an Ethiopian and what the best political framing for the country is. Um, And they'll have to be resolved through some kind of dialogue, uh, and that dialogue will have to be connected to some kind of um, investigation into each of these conflicts, and certainly the ongoing conflict today. I wondered, um, Sophia, if you could also just update us on where we're at today as we speak about the humanitarian situation in the country. Um, it's it's really in flux and it's changing, but could you give us a sense of what we know about where it's at now?
1: Yes. Um, there is already a massive humanitarian toll that as a result of the fighting. Hundreds of civilians have been killed. There are a significant number of people who have been displaced. As of December 2nd, more than 45,000 Tigrayans have fled to neighboring Sudan to escape the fighting, um, and refugees continue to flow, uh, into other parts of the region as well, um, potentially uh, destabilizing those areas. Um, and uh, you have clinics uh, uh, in the camps on the borders of Sudan that are struggling to provide the necessary care for refugees. Um, and uh, organizations like the UN are threatening, are, are concerned that there is a looming threat of starvation as a result of this conflict. And uh, just in closing, um, there are massive implications of this conflict for throughout the region. Um, we have uh, the bordering uh, country of Eritrea just one example of how this conflict can easily get out of control.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Sophia.